Okay, welcome to TNT Sports Talk. Today is Tuesday, May 1st. As always, we are presented by D's Home Cuts. I'm your host, Travis Karczewski, joined by my other host, Truman Karczewski. How's it going, guys? And we have another guest in studio today, Brett High. Glad to be here again. Uh, he was on earlier, uh, early was, last month. He was like episode five or episode six. Episode five or six, yeah. One of our first guests brought him back on to help us kind of sort out this crazy weekend we had with the draft, playoffs, and the basketball and baseball. I mean, and hockey, not baseball. Uh, but we'll get into it right now. Let's start with basketball. Go through a couple of the series. Toronto versus Cleveland. That kicks off tonight at 8 o'clock. Uh, Going to be a really tough series for the Cavs. They really fought hard for the against the Pacers. Were able to squeak out a win. And Toronto's probably the best matchup they could have faced in the East. I agree with that. I mean, the Pacers, the Cavs have had trouble with them all season. It's not just a... It wasn't very surprising going to the playoffs, seeing that the Cavs struggled against the Pacers when the Pacers was actually the team that ended that long win streak they had earlier in the season. And uh, Kevin Love pro- probably still playing hurt, but I think, may, I mean, this series can be really different for Kevin Love if his thumb's doing better and he, he just needs to hit his shots and it could be Cavs and six, Cavs and five, I think, if Kevin Love finally finds his game. Yeah, I, I mean... Yeah, the Pacers can defend. Le- I mean, defend LeBron. I mean, he's still got forty. Yeah, it's but tough um, to, you can't defend. But the him. but the pa- but the Raptors they've never had someone to defend LeBron. Um, and I think that's the difference. Um, they just don't match up with the Cavs well. The Pacers do. Um, so I do think the Cavs will win this series, unfortunately, in five or six games as well. Um, but you know maybe the talent of the Raptors can squeak out some more and it can be even a better series, but I don't know. I just have to say, watch out for Jonas Valanciunas because even though he's a player that's pretty inconsistent during the season sometimes and doesn't get many minutes, he always tears up the Cavs typically. And Tristan Thompson and Kevin Love are obviously pretty weak on defense most of the time, even though Tristan Thompson did have a little of a resurgence against the Pacers in Game 7. But... I mean, Jonas Valanciunas is a key player to watch, and as well as uh, DeMar DeRozan because he's he's playing his best basketball recently. Yeah, hopefully Toronto can you know put up a series because they haven't done that in the past. And I think I know this is kind of a strange take. Basketball is worse when Toronto's good because Toronto just comes into the playoffs and just always lays an egg and just makes a series <laughs> so boring. Yeah, and it's not like they make a series good and they lose. Like it's always like sweep or five games. Like yeah. they just can't. Wizards overtake. gave them some trouble. Yeah, the Wizards gave them some trouble. Wizards are a good team, but not like a playoff, you know, finals team that a number one seed should struggle with. Um, I just don't like that they got the number one seed. I know they played hard this season. They always have a great regular season. They're like the Hawks, you know, the last couple of years yeah. where they just get into the playoffs and they just, you know, lay an egg. And it just sucks watching them play, you know, the Cavs or any other team again and again. So other series in the East, probably the best series uh, in the playoffs still, Boston versus Philadelphia. Boston won last night, took a 1-0 series lead without Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, and Kyrie Irving. And it's cool to see, you know, Boston put up such a fight against such a talented team like the 76ers. I know, Truman, you're a big fan of Terry Rozier, right? No, the kid's a punk, but he's playing good. Scary Terry. Uh, yeah, Scary Terry. Um, I, I honestly want the Celtics to win this series because then everyone can shut their mouths about saying that they don't have enough talent and the Bucks just lost because they suck. 
Um, I don't think it's about talent. I think they have talent. I think the coach is just so. Brad Stevens just, is the best I, coach. I in honestly the league. expected a Terry Rozier breakout. I oh told my. I, Lord. I'm telling you. I, I, before that Buck series, I was talking to Truman, telling him about Terry Rozier. Watch out for him, and he had a great series, and he proved that he's a legit player. He's I, honestly, he's proving that Kyrie Irving isn't as much of a need for the Celtics as people think, and uh, the Celtics just. When they get Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving back next year, oh, yeah, this, scary. it's going to be a and, scary yeah, team. Uh, I mean, I feel like the Sixers will definitely bounce back, though. Yeah, yeah I, but I honestly th- I think the Celtics can win this series just based on coaching. And uh, Celtics fans' chance were on point that game. Yeah, ben Simmons, rookie. he's not a rookie. Uh, so next, we're going to move to the West, Houston versus Utah. Uh, Utah's going to put up a fight. I think they'll take one or maybe even two games, but I think Houston just oh, is too, good. too over-talented too good. and just... Houston just the shooters. I honestly don't. I think Utah maybe wins one it's game. It's just ridiculous how effortless Harden makes basketball yeah. look. You watch the highlights of him on Donovan Mitchell. They're playing good defense. I think. Him. I think Utah will get one good one game. I think mm-hmm. one or two. You know, Harden's bound to have one or two bad playoff games. But it's just uh, ridiculous. Just they, they play good defense on him. And he just hits every single three point in the face. Yeah, I don't know. Highlights. Last series in the West: Golden State versus New Orleans. Uh, Golden State's up one nothing. Uh, they are getting Steph Curry back. It was just announced about a couple hours ago he's going to play. It's gonna be sweet. Game two. It's gonna. Yeah, I think it's gonna be sweet. Yeah, I I, I looked at that too. I thought that was gonna be a good series, but then the Warriors just came out and played the lights out. And they're um, getting Curry back. So. And they're getting uh, arguably their second best player um, on on their team, so that helps obviously a lot. Um. So first round from the playoffs, we saw the Thunder. You know, another early exit from them. I know they had a little bit of a resurgence in the series, a couple good games, but they just did not look good at all. So much talent with Russell Westbrook, Paul George, and Melo. It just didn't translate at all. Uh, Russell Westbrook really didn't. He played out of his mind in a couple of games, but yeah, he was very bad. Yeah, several. <laughs> and then yeah. you have Carmelo Anthony, who near and dear to my heart, Carmelo Anthony. Uh, most underrated basketball player of all time. He just did not come out and play probably well. The, he was probably the worst player for the Thunder that season, it was, in my opinion. It was terrible. And um, they just have a terrible bench. Uh, I had a feel. honestly, the Thunder probably would be a better team if they never made that Carmelo Anthony trade and kept okay, Dennis well, Cantor and Doug Carmelo Anthony is one of the best players in the NBA still. So Refusing no. to go on the bench. I mean, <laughs> yeah. he doesn't seem good for the team, and then Paul, it doesn't help Paul George staying okay. It's, I think, it seems like they just put too many shooters on one team. I think what's going to happen... Because yeah. when you put super teams together, like like Miami and then like Cleveland put together, like those players were unselfish still. Mm-hmm. Um, when you put literally Carmelo Anthony, all he does want to shoot. Paul George, all he, all he does want to shoot. They, and Russell Westbrook and the Cavs wants and, to do everything. You can't put those three together and expect yeah. like amazing things. The Cavs and the Heat too, and LeBron joined those teams. Uh, he had there was way more depth too. Yeah. Obviously, obviously, bench support's a big deal, and the Thunder basically have nothing. I think you know if they, they put so much. I think it's they put so much focus in those three players, mm-hmm. and it kind of just falls yeah. Out. And what's gonna happen in the offseason? I think Paul George is gonna stay. I think he'll stay there. I know that's a little. It's fifty fifty from. I opinion. I think he he I think he will stay. Then obviously Carmelo Anthony is going. To, he has the option to come back. He has twenty eight million dollars if he opts in next he year. Will, so. He'll opt in. Yeah. So why not opt in? So I think for them to really make a run, I think they're gonna have to change something up in terms of maybe coaching. You know, maybe Billy Donovan. You know, let him go. Find get somebody in there that can kind of curtail these big personalities. 
Um, Billy Donovan's a good coach. And, and it's hard to do this, but you need to tell Russell Westbrook, like, you can't do every single thing. Oh, yeah, it's bad. I mean, yeah. how many shot attempts is But you also game. need to tell Carmelo to take a step back. Yeah, and it's... Exactly. I, it's won't... just too many ball-dominant players yeah, on one yeah. team. And Paul George... You'd expect him probably to be the worst. Of, actually, not. No, no definitely. I, yeah, Mello, I definitely expect to be the yeah. worst. But you wouldn't expect Paul George to be such, um, like the best player that in that series. Everyone mm. expected Westbrook. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, they're gonna have to figure out something to do in the off season, but it's gonna be a crazy off season for the Thunder. Uh, we'll move on to the NHL, but again, you know, Bucks did lose again. Not much of a, not so much of a storyline. Yeah, it's kind of obvious. Kind of obvious yeah. though. Uh, no one knows what fan Travis is. They watch Cavs and they know how to win Game Sevens. Giannis yeah, really could uh, step up. Uh, a couple missed shots. He can't. He can't shoot. Travis, aren't you a Thunder? Um, we're gonna move on to the <laughs> NHL. We're just gonna run through it really quick. Nashville, Winnipeg. That series is knotted up at one. Boston versus Tampa. That series is knotted up at one two. Then the Capitals versus the Penguins. That's also knotted up at one right now. And then the Vegas, uh, Las Vegas versus the Sharks. Finally got their first loss, right? Yeah, they, they yeah. lost uh, Overtime, Saturday, I think. They won last night, though. They had a win last mm-hmm. night, tied it back up 2-1. Um, again, we don't really know much about hockey. I'd just say this, the series to watch for that is definitely Winnipeg and the Predators because Winnipeg has been playing lights out recently. Predators have looked the complete opposite of how they looked during the regular season. And uh, Winnipeg, when it's... When they're playing in Winnipeg, one of the most difficult places to play for any NHL team, I, f- I feel like the Jets will upset the Predators in that series. You guys see the offensive line for the Titans and Mariota. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that was great, Taylor. Yeah. Oh, well, that was Taylor Luan, right? Yeah, yeah. Was you, you can tell they're, they're black. Yeah, and then you had uh, Marcus Mariota was just kind of sitting towards the side. Yeah, Marcus Mariota is like, he's the designated driver. That, that, that must have been such an awkward situation. Yeah. Well, that was pretty cool to see. Nashville gets pretty nuts come playoff time. Yeah, they do. Uh, we're going to move on to baseball talk now, but before that, we want to remind you that our show is brought to you by A's Lawn Service. Since 2014, A's has been providing professional landscaping to many homes around Northeast Ohio. By using professional equipment, A's constantly strives to provide families with professional landscaping at a low and fair price. Are you tired of being dragged around by bigger landscaping companies, Brett? Uh, I am tired of it. <laughs> Turn to A's and trust me, your lawn and your home will never look better. It's getting nice out. You know, it's it's mulch season. Mowers are starting back up. Turn to A's for all your landscaping needs. You know, it's hot out. You don't really want to spend all that time working on your lawn. Turn to A's and you will not be disappointed. The phone number is 330-241-2392. Again, 330-241-2392. And the email is lawnservice.a's at gmail.com. Give them a call. You will not be disappointed. Don't spend your entire summer cutting the lawn, doing mulch, you know, planting flowers. Let, let them handle it. You know, A's Lawn Service LLC, you grow it, we cut it. So a couple stories out of baseball. Uh, Nick Kingham from the Pirates, I believe. Mm-hmm. Pirates. He's he was a prospect that came up the other day. He threw 6.2 perfect innings in his debut. This is something the Pirates could really need. You know they've been good the past couple of years, but they've never really had dominant pitching. And you got Talion now, and now if you add this guy to your rotation, Nick Kingham, that's going to really help. You know, he looked really dominant in his debut. And it's cool to see for the Pirates. Yeah, they've been looking for kind of an ace there for forever. I guess Garrett Cole was kind of one there. Um, but he's gone now. And, you know, in this rebuild season that they're supposed to be having, um, 
this is big for them that they have a prospect that can potentially take over as an ace. Um, you look good, um, great actually, but we're not gonna. You can't just pronounce him, you know, Clayton Kershaw yeah, already after one one start. And same with the next guy we're gonna talk about, Hatter from the Brewers. Uh, Hater, sorry, can't pronounce the name because it's a really stupid name. But uh, <laughs> he had eight Ks through nine batters the other day. I'll let Truman go off on this. He looked really dominant in his. Yeah, uh, so so we acquired um, Josh Hatter from the Astros when we were going through our rebuild season um, a few years ago, um, and we called him up. I honestly, last year, I wanted him to be a starter because um, I wanted a lefty in our rotation, um, but they put him back in the 7th and 8th inning um, to be that kind of setup man, and he has absolutely taked over, took, taked over, took over, <laughs> um, you know, he's... Uh, become this year one of the better relievers in baseball. I think he's the best reliever in baseball. Okay, no, um, you can't say that. Yes, I do. He's the best reliever yes, in all of baseball. So far this season by far. And he's, what is it, what are we playing, 30 games? Yeah. And he's the best reliever in baseball. Yes, yes. And you, 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 don't think, you don't think that's just a little bit premature? Well, you're the one who said Malik Hooker's already better than Ed Reed. I never said he was already uh, better so than Ed Reed. So if you're going to put all that in perspective, I'm going to say Josh Hader is... Um, okay, we'll put words in my mouth, but I never didn't said Didn't you just it. say it was Hader earlier? I can't, I can't is remember. Is it Hader or Hader? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. No, yeah, I can't remember. Um, but whatever his name is, the kid's a beast. He's going to be there for forever. We've needed this for forever. Our bullpen has sucked since I can remember, since I started watching them in the playoffs when we went that one year. We have always had a crappy bullpen. And finally, with Corey Knable, if he can come back healthy, we'll have a great closer. Um, we went to the All-Star game last year. Um, didn't pitch, though, in the All-Star game. He went to the All-Star game. No, he went, but he didn't play. Do you think Jimmy Butler sucks? No, Jimmy Butler was actually out, though. He actually but, was... but he didn't play. Yeah, but Hater. So, I mean, Knable so, was available so, and he didn't play. So poor Knable um, is a beast and went to the All-Star game. So this is perfect play. for the Brewers, um, and we'll see what happens. Uh, sad story out of baseball was Corey Seager, the shortstop for the Dodgers. They decided to shut him down, and he's going to have Tommy Giants. going to be out for the rest of the year. And this sucks for, for baseball, baseball fans. He was such a great player last year. And, you know, the Dodgers really were counting on him to kind of take that next step to be their leader with Justin Turner out. He's gone for the year. You know, I think this is going to really hurt them a lot unless they fill this gap with somebody like Machado, maybe. I could see that happening now. You know, he wants to play shortstop. They have a whole shortstop. But Seager was just one of the great young players coming up. And it's tough to see this happen. You know, you got Kershaw, who is a free agent next year. You know, his final year with the Dodgers, maybe. And now you lose one of your best players, two of your best players at the start now, and it's tough to see. It's really hard for baseball. Dodgers trash now. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, aren't they twelve and fifteen? Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's falling apart. You know, they had a great year last year, and now it's just everything's going wrong right now. Um, so with that, like you said, Dodgers are falling apart. So we're gonna give our top five power rankings right now. We'll start at number one, or you wanna start at number five? Uh, go number one. Uh, go five. That makes sense. All right, we'll go five. You first. Um, I'll start. I have the Indians at number five. Of course you do. That I think I think they are fourteen and twelve right now. Okay. Not the, I mean nineteen and twelve. Sorry. Nineteen. And oh wait, no. Nine. I can't read. Fifteen and twelve. Fifteen and twelve. Yeah, yeah. I can't read my writing. I don't know what you're talking. I can't about. read my writing. Um, this team has underperformed. Uh, from a lot beginning of the year due to a lot of that cold weather that they faced. You got people like Michael Brantley, though. Jose Ramirez is finally starting to kick in. Uh, Francisco Lindor is doing his thing. Alonzo's hit a bunch of home runs. Bradley Zimmer is looking like the next star in baseball right now. He's had a couple games where he's just been dominant in fielding. And uh, 
batting. And then you have Corey Kluber and Trevor Bauer are two of the best pitchers in the game right now. Trevor Bauer is living up to my prediction of a Cy Young winner. Uh, Carrasco's been doing his thing. He's been okay. Clevenger's been pretty solid. Tomlin's not been looking good. I'll admit that. But we're, we're calling up Adam Plutko. He's going to start one of the games Thursday. One of the great young pitchers in our system. Maybe you plug him in. You know, we're going to get Salazar back soon. Indians, number five. Easy, easy choice. Well, everything about that is absolute bullshit. Um, <laughs> um, I believe I was looking at MLB.com earlier today. If you want to put this in perspective, me and Travis, Brett, kind of just talk sports. MLB.com, they're experts. Um, do you want to put this in perspective how biased bullshit that was? MLB.com has the Indians at number 12. Um, so, ESPN has them at number 6. So I think that MLB.com has them at number 12. So I think that just makes it complete no sense. Um, well, I don't look. I don't go just based off other people's, you know, saying they're I, experts. I, I, I you're watched, biased. I've watched pretty much every single game this year. No. I know what this team is you're, capable you're, of. You're biased. Michael Brantley's putting in an all-star caliber type then of year. Then why can't you guys can be more consistent? You we, guys, we literally. won yesterday. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure the Mariners just came in and just put up runs. We won you. yesterday. Corey Kluber and Trevor Bauer are two of the best pitchers in baseball right now. That makes no sense. Are we still um, on number five right now? Yeah. yeah. So we gotta move on. <laughs> yeah. Because that's the, the, the number four is a team. No. Well, I'm gonna say mine. Oh yeah. Sorry. Okay. Can I put the Brewers on mine since no, they have a better can't. record than the Indians? So I'm gonna put the Brewers on mine. Well, the Brewers have also played the Padres. The Marlins. They've Who have you played? They've had. They've Who had, have you played? I looked at the line at ESPN. The first month, Brewers have had the easiest schedule okay, in all of baseball. Who have you guys played? They've played the easiest schedule in all of baseball. Okay, the schedule. We have a better record than you. You played the Marlins Sim- and the Padres. I said simple. Number four. Right. Simple. I'm right, gonna fine. say my number five. It's the Angels. Um, okay. The Angels have played good. Um, you know, they've kind of been not a surprise team, but they've been good. Um, you know, they got the star in Mike Trout, and Otani's been, you know, up and down, but very good so far this season. Um, so I'm going to say the Angels. I think they sit there at 16 and 10, I believe. All right, we're going to move to number four. But before that, I wanted to say I did leave the Diamondbacks off my list. I think the Diamondbacks How? should be in the top five. They're but, 20 but, and 8. But listen, they've lost their best pitch, one of their best, their best pitcher this year. Robbie Ray is going to be gone for about a month. That's going to hurt them a lot. Twenty and eight. You're this is about Indians power rankings, though. Right now, you're, we're going week yeah. to week here. You go record. No, you don't go strictly you go based on record. record. I left the road Diamondbacks off. Robbie Ray's going to hurt them a lot. Number four, I have the Yankees. We're going power rankings. They just won nine straight. They're eighteen and nine now. They deserve a spot. I know they started slow, but they're starting to heat up. Didi Gregorius. They're eighteen and ten, by the way. I don't know where you're getting your records from. Okay, I think I got my record. Okay, sorry. I have, all my records are screwed up. I'm one game behind right now. So Yankees at number four. Um, for me, I'm gonna take the Red Sox. Oh wow! Um, wow. They've kind of fell back a little bit. They were the by far. I know Travis would probably argue this because they because he'd probably argue a two and twelve team over their start. Um, but the start that the Red Sox had was the best in a while. Um, and then they've kind of taken a step back. Um, uh, but I still think that you know they're twenty one and seven. I still think they're one of the best teams in the AL, and I still have them in the World Series in the AL. Um, but right now, they've just kind of taken a step back, so they're going to be at four for me. Number three, I have the Angels. Truman had the Angels, too. Uh, Otani, he had another home run on Friday. They're starting to heat up. Trout's doing his thing. He's going to be the MVP, I think, again in the AL. And, uh, you know, Angels, number three. Uh, three for me would be the Yankees. Um, obviously, you said they won nine straight to kind of come into play now. Finally, after that kind of slow start. Um, they're 18-10, and, 10, and, you know, the, them and the Red Sox, that's going to be a really good 
kind of a you can just, it's kind of it's going to be a good you know one two battle. Number two, I have the Astros. I, I, I don't know the record. I was going to say the record, but my record's off by a game, so I don't know if they won or lost last night. But uh, Astros, they've just been playing like the World Series team we saw last year. No surprise there. Number two, Astros. Uh, me, Diamondbacks um, uh, at number two. Um, they're 20-8. and eight. I don't know how you say they're not on your five. Exactly. They're there. They're right there. And like yeah. I said, I had to make a special. Best record I had to make a special announcement because I knew I should have left. I should have put them on maybe. But Robbie Ray's injury scares me. They're gonna. It's gonna be tough to replace him right now. And uh, it's power rankings. You know, we're not going over. You know, we're just going who's the hottest team right now. And that's a big blow to them. Number one, I have the Red Sox. Like I said, 21-7, best record of baseball right now. Uh, they have tapered off a little bit, but they have, I think, the most talent of any team in the league. And everybody's just been playing well. Every, every single night, you know, it's a different guy. So, uh, Red One Sox. for me is the Astros. Uh, they're 20 and 10. Um, they've, you know, people were scared about the World Series um, hangover, but they're not having it, which is scary for me. Um, and right now, they're the best team in baseball by far. So that's baseball. Uh, we're gonna move to football, but before that, want to remind you that our show is also brought to you by D's Home Cuts. D's is the best place around Northeast Ohio for a great haircut at a low price. For only seven dollars, seven dollars, you'll never find a cheaper haircut and a greater haircut anywhere. You know, Dee's has been providing, you know, modern haircut and styling for the last couple of months. Truman and I and Brett have been getting a haircut there for the last couple of months and we have never looked or felt better. Every time you go into the shop, you're going to get a professional cut. The cuts get better every single time because Dee's is always upgrading their equipment. Right now you can purchase his all natural hair wax for $8 a jar. Um, pretty good stuff. You know, we've all pretty much tried it out. I'm going in there tomorrow, going to get a fresh cut. You know, we'll see what happens, but I can tell you I'm going to be satisfied. You can find Dee's Home Cuts on Twitter or Instagram at Dee's Home Cuts. DM him for an appointment and you will not be disappointed. Dee's Home Cuts, professional haircuts at a low price. All right, move on to football. Best weekend of the year. It surely it did not, you know, let us down at all. The draft. Uh, first night was full of, you know, a lot of exciting things, twists and turns. I don't think our mock drafts were really close to anything that happened. A um, couple guys got drafted in the first round. I did not think we were going to get drafted in the first round. But we're going to go, we'll start it off with what teams we think had the best draft. I'll let Brett kick it off. All right, well, I had three teams in my list. Uh, the New England Patriots, Green Bay Packers, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But uh, I'll go What was the, the second one? Uh, the Green Bay Packers. Okay. Yes, they had a great so one draft. More, can you say it one more time? I didn't hear you. Uh, New England Patriots, though, probably <laughs> the best draft. Uh, so, Bill Belichick, everyone knows he's been one of the best coaches for the draft for years and years and years. And uh, they did the usual thing where they trade a bunch of mid-round picks and move back in the draft and get more future mid-round picks. But what I thought was interesting, which a lot of people forgot or were distracted by the draft, is that New England traded for Trent Brown, the right tackle out of uh, the San Francisco 49ers. And he's said by Von Miller uh, himself to be one of the best in the league. He just has to develop. And... um, Patriots also went heavy on the line because they had that hole mm-hmm. in left tackle uh, with Isaiah Wynn. And right now I saw reports saying that they're leaning on him to be the left tackle, but he can switch to guard. And I like the pick a lot. Like He's, he's a short tackle, but he's lengthy, and he's had solid tape at Georgia. And then, the, in my opinion, the most exciting pick, uh, and like one of the most exciting picks in the draft, was New England with Sony Michelle, George, uh, Georgia running back, because the last time the Patriots took a running back in the first round, uh, was Lawrence Maroney. That was years ago. And uh, 
There are reports about his knee having issues, but he's saying he's fine. I mean, but athletes usually do that. They say they're fine, mm-hmm. so we'll have to see how that goes. But he's very elusive and looks like a top-tier back. And, it's, I mean, it was a great running back class this year, so that could turn out pretty pretty good. And um, another important positional need was Duke Dawson uh, from New, New England. Uh, like a slot corner was a huge need. They have Gilmore, they have McCordy, but our slot was always getting torn up by random no-name guys. Uh, and then another important thing that they did with this draft, which I liked a lot, is they got a lot of linebacker depth. Um, <laughs> yeah, our mom's vacuuming upstairs right now. Sorry about that. <laughs> so, so they got a lot of linebacker depth because we saw issues there when Dante Hightower was out for the season, lost Kyle Van Noy, and... Uh, their backup linebackers was the Landon Roberts. They took, I think, the most predictable player. They took oh, Berrios yeah. out of Miami. <laughs> yeah, short white slot receiver. He could be something good, but he's a six-round pick. Yeah, know, that's uh, crazy, though. It's just... It's, it's typical. I mean, Belichick was probably eyeing him down at the combine. Mm-hmm. And uh, they ended up taking um, a QB with the first pick of the seventh round, Danny Etling, LSU QB. Oh, my. Do not talk him up. I'm not talking no, about no, him. He's, I, I, okay. he's I'm talking fair. pre-show. I'm saying I saw reports on his Sky report. He's probably not going to be anything. Probably will get cut because I saw he he was the starter at Purdue, lost his job, and transferred to LSU. Purdue, too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, right. And he apparently isn't accurate and has no mobility. Yeah. And then the last two picks they had in uh, round seven. things to be quarterback. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Uh, they had Keon Crossan, who's a cornerback who ran a 4-3, so expect him to be on special teams. That's pretty exciting because special teams has always been very important for New England. And then they took a 6-5 uh, tight end. I believe that he's from Florida State. I'm not sure on that. His name's Ryan Izzo, and that's the guy you could develop. But, I mean, he, he's a seventh-round pick. You don't know if they'll end up on the team. All right. We're going to meet Sherman. We're going to go ahead and get into this. I just want to give it up to Brian Guten Kais. GM of the Green Bay That's Packers. That's a long snapper. He did it. He did it. First two days, he did it. He he did exactly, not exactly what we wanted him to do, but, oh, man. He was he was legendary. First time, first draft ever, he really made an impact. Got a first-round pick to draft somebody that we knew we, we needed. Jari Alexander, Jair Alexander, sorry. Cornerback out of Louisville. Uh, Louisville. 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 Sorry, I was just really excited. You got a first-round pick to move back, then move back up from the Saints. You got that first-round pick for next year. That is legendary in itself. And then he went ahead the next day at pick 45, took a first-round rated guy in Josh Jackson, led the led college in interceptions last Did year. Did not give up a 30-yard-plus play um, he, last year. Me and Truman, Back-to-back weeks played Wisconsin and Ohio Truman, State, both top ten teams. He had five interceptions. Three of those were pick six. Three of those were pick six. One was that crazy one-handed catch against Ohio he State. Took me and Truman were at BW3s watching this draft with our dad. And we just we went off when we saw them take Josh Jackson at 45. You know, we're used to you know, we're used to having players at a position that we really, really want, and then Ted Thompson just goes ahead and picks somebody that we have no clue who that is. Gutenkeis did his thing, and he was just, you know, legendary. I, I just think that's going to be a draft for the ages right there. Going to change the face of the Green Bay Packers. Book it right um, now. See if they actually make it past the NFC Championship. The thing, the thing was, we need, we fought, <laughs> we needed, we needed one draft um, where we can get some young talent that 
really worked out. And Goot did it. Um, and this is finally the year I can look at this draft and be really psyched. The experts are giving us A's all over the board, um, I, which is amazing to me. Um, you know, I, I just am so happy that we finally got a draft that I can sit here and be proud of. Um, I knew we needed just an influence of secondary. Um, and we, got fi- we finally got that. We got possibly two out of the three top three corners in the draft. Um, I saw some scouts rated Jair Alexander above Denzel Ward. So. Yeah, I mean that. I mean you're at first. You know, I think J- Jair, Jair, or whatever Jair, that was. Jair. I think it, I thought it was Jair. Jair. It's Jair. 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 That's yeah. how it is. Um, I think he's gonna be best as a slot corner. Not good with um, names here. Yeah, yeah we are <laughs> not good with names. Um, I think he's gonna be best as a slot corner, um, which we need. Um, we've had slow people there. As long as I can remember, um, just people who aren't going to work out. Josh Jackson's going to be awesome on the outside. He's physical, um, and I think you know finally we have a uh, finally we have a corner who's physical because Demarius Randall was anything but physical. Um, I think too you got to look at he took three wide receivers. That's a little high, but he took three big, tall, physical wide receivers, and he got and St. Brown, he got, St. Brown in the sixth round. Yeah, he was projected the third round. Inquir- Inquirinus. I have a feeling though he Inquir- fell just because of his family issues. Yeah, he, his family is, if you don't know, his it's team like compared a, to LeVar Ball. Yeah. He's got two brothers. One guy's at Stanford, and the other one's the best receiver of the country right now going to USC. Uh, his dad was like a former bodybuilder, and he married his Ooh, wife. Due to, uh, did you see the reason? I think it was like, uh, shoot, I forget. It was something what? pretty embarrassing. I, I don't remember what it was. but You know why he married his wife? Yeah. Yeah, selective breeding. Yeah, yeah. that's what he it was, wanted. He wanted breeding. a German wife for some reason. So they have these three brothers, Aquarius, and all their names, I can't, I don't even know the last two names, are from names from like, Egyptian Egyptian No, no, it's it's interesting though. And then interesting background. The three brothers all are fluent in German, French, and English. They all ace the SAT in German, (laughs) French, and English. That's insane. We got NFL players who get two on the Wonderlust to become great players. And then you go ahead and you reunite him back with his boy Deshaun Kaiser. That's gonna be great for the locker room. He the Kaiser was pumped. He was tweeting about it. And I wouldn't even sleep on the other two guys we got. Uh, Juwan Moore from Missouri. He's no, got Jamon. Jamon. It's weird. It's it's okay. We are horrible. And the, oh, I don't even the the second guy, Marquez. Uh, Marquez Valds Schillings. Schillings, a guy from UAB, transferred from uh, where did he transfer? He transferred from South Florida. He, no, he transferred <laughs> to South Florida okay. from somewhere. You know, those are three guys right there. That's what they did last year with the running backs. They took three running backs, got two guy, great running backs out of there, two young stars and Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. Goot did his thing, and I think the Packers are going to have a lot more competition and talent in this year's training camp. Yeah, so the Packers did great. Um, I could talk them up all day, but I'm not going to do that because I know people will just get annoyed. Um, I, but I, while I do think the Packers are the best draft, my other team that had a really good draft was Denver Broncos. Um, mine too. Oh wow. Uh, we'll find another one. Um, um, I think Bradley Chubb at five was a steal. I think you pair him with Von Miller, and that is just absolutely amazing. They had, th- what I liked with them though too is they took a lot of wide receiver depth because yeah. both their well, wide Cort- receivers. Cortland Sutton. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah what and, they did, I think, because everyone thought they were going to draft maybe a quarterback, you know, Josh Allen. They really committed to Case Keenum, I think, during this draft. Yeah. They took Royce Foreman from Oregon. Uh, he's a guy that you know could be a good running back in the NFL. They need a running back. They took 
Cortland Sutton and they got Chubb. That yeah. just shows that they really are committing. Sanders to and um, uh, Demarius Thomas are both like in their mm-hmm. low thirties, so they need wide receivers. Yeah, and I mean for even if you're even in the up, I love Sanders and Thomas. Um, but even for the upcoming years, if Sutton's your third option, you got a really good wide receiver. Yeah, they court. even got cornerback depth too after lo- losing um, Akeem Talib. Yeah. yeah, they got Roby and uh, Harris on the outside. That's pretty impressive. Uh, another team I had that had a great draft was the Giants. They took Barkley, they took Hernandez in the second round, and they took Lorenzo Carter in the second round, I believe. Those three guys all had first-round grades, and you know Hernandez is going to be a big help. He's one of the best run blockers in the league, and they really need a good offensive lineman to come in there and hold down the fort for the next couple of years. Barkley, one of the best talents in the draft. And then they took Kyle Loetta from uh, Richmond, quarterback. Uh, this puts the pressure on Davis Webb to really compete. I think Kyle Loetta, I had him. He's my sleeper at quarterback. He's going to be, you know, a good option there behind Gilly Manning. I don't think he's going to be the future. He could be. You know, he's a sleeper. But uh, they really did do a good job of bringing some more talent into the locker room. Gettleman did a good job in his first draft, too. So we're going to move on to our worst drafts, who had some of the worst drafts. And for me, I had Seattle. I think Seattle did not do a good job. They took Rashard Penny in the first round. I'll get into that a little bit later because we're going to do our, our worst uh, fits for the first round uh, in the question and answer phase. But I think the biggest need they had was offensive line. And they didn't take an offensive lineman until the fifth round, which they took Jamarco Jones, Ohio State guy. He's a good, he's a good fit there. But... Russell Wilson was running for his life last year. Expect injuries. Yeah, and they just, you know, they didn't do anything for him. You know, they took a fifth-round lineman. I mean, that's just not good to see. If I'm Russell Wilson, I'm not happy right now. No, I'd be pissed, too, because, like, you take a – like, honestly, you take a running back. Um, Which they but, need. I get that. But, but no, they didn't – like, you you can't run the ball without an offensive line, and they don't have an offensive line. I do like the Jamarco Jones thing. That was their best pick of the draft. What's interesting is they took a punter before they took Jamarco. Yeah, they they traded up for a punter too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is ridiculous. I mean, and then I'm the only honestly the only good thing about that Seahawks draft is just they drafted uh, Shaquem Griffin, and it's cool. Yeah, it's they, a cool they, story. The brothers yeah. are playing together. Yeah, it's a cool story. That's it. Like I, mean, I think honestly, I, I believe they did that just because they know they were having a bad, and they just you know. I don't and, actually hate Rashad Penny as much as other people do, but it's no, just, he's. He's a good back, but how's yeah. he going to run behind? Oh, yeah, yeah. but I saw a stat saying that in college football, he was a running back that broke the most tackles behind the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. But, like, is that what you're going to depend on? Yeah, like, I know. You know it's what bad. I mean? Like, yeah. like, you need an offensive line. They've had, you know, like the last couple of years, they had Chris Carson last year, who was good. He showed problems. He got hurt. Thomas Rawls gets hurt all the time. He's, where is he at now? Jets, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, it's, it's like... Every year you put a decent running back. Like Rawls showed potential, Carson showed potential, even Lacey. Showed, Lacey, Lacey showed <laughs> potential in Green Bay, but it's like you just well, throw like Lacey, him out there. Lacey's at his worst was a decent, decent running back, and he couldn't even be. Bad. I yeah, and he was absolutely god awful. You put Ladanian Tomlinson behind that offensive line, and he's getting killed. Yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's a debate, but yeah, honestly, they had the worst offensive line in the draft or in the league, and they didn't do anything until the fourth round. They had Hernandez there in the first round, who was a first round talent. It would have been a great fit there, but they just they just decided yeah, not to go. I don't know. Um, I thought uh, the worst draft was the New Orleans Saints. Um, the Saints, they're a good team. Listen, this draft, I mean, every draft matters, but this draft didn't really uh, isn't gonna affect anything for them. They're still gonna be in the probably in the playoffs next season. They're a great team, but like, listen, I was, I was, I'm all, I'm all hands on deck for them giving the Packers a first round pick yeah, to move up to 14. I loved it, but 
why are you going to move it to 14 for a player who's got a good upside but has a lot of to work on in Marcus Davenport? Um, I thought they were going up 14. Brett was here. We were talking, okay, it's probably for Lamar Jackson, yeah. right? And they go up there and they take Marcus Davenport, who, listen, can be a really good player. Yeah, he can but, be a great But he has a lot to work on. It's a lot of raw mm-hmm. talent. And I don't think you would give up you know, next year's first-round pick for a raw talent yeah. guy. Um, then they didn't get a pick until the third round, so they didn't even get a second-round pick. Um, and then the third round, they got a wide receiver, which... Who they get? Uh, Traquan something. Traquan Smith, Central Florida. Yeah. Okay. Um, which, I mean, third-round guy. I mean, they've got a... I, I like the receiving core. I like what they got, but... Um, you know, always use talent there. Yeah, uh, you, you never know. Um, so, really, if you... Past the third round, you never really know what the talent. It's like hit or miss. I mean, everything's hit or miss. But you know, when you miss out on you know a second round pick, that's huge. Um, and then you spend your first pick on you know a very raw talent. They had guy. a good opportunity. They had a great. They had the best draft last year of anybody. Yeah. And they had a good opportunity to build oh, off yeah. of that and just like keep the momentum going. But it looks like they're just putting too much you know weight on this year. You know, you're trading away your first round pick next year. Davenport, like I said, it's a good prospect, but you know he's. He's probably one of the highest bust potentials, you know, right now, just because he is so raw. And, you know, they put too much weight into this year now. And if it falls, Breeze gets hurt, something happens injury-wise. Tom Savage coming in, baby. Yeah, they got oh, Tom yeah. Savage as a backup. It's not going to be good for them. Um, For worst draft for me, it's not necessarily the selections, but just everything surrounding their draft was the Los Angeles Rams. Because they gave up their second-round pick for a rental of Sammy Watkins. They traded... Uh, for Brandon Cooks and gave up their first round pick and with that first round pick all of the wide receivers were on the board still I'm pretty sure Ridley yeah. um, all, mm-hmm. I don't, all the top wide receivers Ridley especially because he went I think to the Falcons later yeah. yeah. so I think they wasted that because they had, they had to pay it's Brandon Cooks contract year so they could have gotten a, a great rookie with great potential and not have to pay him a dime for like two three years mm-hmm. and then they just I don't know, they had a pretty boring draft just because they they mainly drafted offensive line depth because they have Whitworth's contract coming up and their O line's pretty old. But other than that, I, I think it's just things they did outside the draft where they're losing these picks for rental players and stuff like that, and they had to pay all these players who are in their contract year next season. And, and then just, they got rid of uh, Tavon Austin, who was I was surprised by that. Uh. He, I, I talked about this trade. Yeah. Tavon Austin is terrible, so I, I, I like. I, feel I like, like that they got a six round. Tavon Austin's like a Percy Harvin type of player, but way he's worse. got a lot, a lot of potential. <laughs> and I think Sean McVay could do some stuff with him. He really focused on you know building an op, building a couple plays around him, but just yeah. just dumping him to the Cowboys. I don't even know what they got for him. Six round, six, six round. Six, I think that's perfect because he's just the only thing he knew is jet sweeps. That's Trust me, he's yeah. He had last season he had 13 catches for 47 yards and well, it, like he's, he's got a terrible contract. I think if he's you, yeah, he does have a bad contract. Yeah. That's part that you kind of brought up to me. But he's got talent, um, and I think the talent that he could have is a lot more than you could have in a sixth round pick. So I do like the trade for Dallas, but I also like it for the Rams. But I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's pretty fair trade. Another wide receiver that did get moved during the draft was Martavis Bryant. Got moved on the first night to the Raiders for a third round pick. I don't really, I don't like Martavis Bryant. He's a good talent, I guess, but just so much off the field stuff. Too much, you know. He focuses, you know. He thinks everything's about him. I think, and. Another wide receiver that can't catch. Yeah, and he cried last year when Juju Smith-Suster was playing better than him, and he got benched and stuff like that. The Raiders, 
I don't, I don't, I didn't think the Raiders had that great of a draft. They had a better later round draft than they did first Colton round. Miller was an interesting pick. Yeah, at 15. I don't know why. Yeah, they needed him, but there was so much talent on the board that they could have, they could have added. Could have traded lot. back. For, I don't. They, and they gave up so much. Yeah. To like, or no, they gave up. They received so little for yeah, yeah, trading yeah. back to 15. Martavius yeah. Bryant too is just. I don't. And they, they, mm-hmm. they. Uh, I think Rappaport posted a tweet like, "Oh, their wide receiver core is Amari Cooper, Jordy Nelson, and Martavius Bryant." No. Like that's not that good. Like it's not that they, great. I mean, it's it's mainly big names. But yeah. Like I feel like big it names that have faltered off. Yeah. Amari Cooper had not that great of a season last year. Martavius Bryant had not that great of a season last year. Jordy Nelson faltered off. So it's like names that. Listen, I think Amari Cooper's going to be good. He's got a yeah. lot of talent. Yeah. Um, but then you look at Jordy Nelson. Jordy Nelson, I love him dearly, but he's only got about one or two more years left. He had a horrible season last year. I don't think that there's anything that you can really say about him. Um, and then Martavis Bryant, he's a good deep threat, but that's it. So yeah, it's just, I, I don't he's really such know. a complainer. It's yeah, like, so I don't really yeah. think it was that you good don't of a You trade. don't want your spot taken. Okay, go ahead and fight for it then. But he just cried and... No, Mar- Juju Smith-Schuster earned that spot last year for, with the Steelers, and he lost it. So, uh, now we're gonna go rounds two through seven. Who do we think was the best fit for a team? Uh, I'll let Truman kick that off. Rounds two through seven, no first rounders. Oh, or I'll I'll start it off here. Actually, Truman's getting his notes together. Um, I had best fit was Darius Geis. He went to the Redskins. They they took us. Uh, Sama- I can't. Samaji P. Ryan. P. Ryan last year from Oklahoma, which was he had a decent year. But Geis is a game changer at running back. You know, they got, he's, he's an absolute steal. He was a first round pick of everybody's boards, but he just had a lot of off the field stuff. He had a bad draft process. He was missing meetings. He got into a fight with, uh, I guess, a story that came out. He got into like an almost fist fight with the Eagles running backs coach over something. I don't know what it was. That's not something you want to see. But if Gruden, Jay Gruden, can kind of curtail this behavior, Geis is a great talent, and you know Seattle could use a running game, take the pressure off of Alex Smith. Um, I think for me it was Ronald Jones, Tampa Bay. Um, I think it was, he was a second-round pick for them. Yeah. Um, I think that's perfect for their offense and Jameis Winston. Um, their offense kind of revolves around you know Mike Evans. They got Deshaun uh, Jackson, who I think can, still has uh, a little bit left in his tank. Um, and I think he's a good receiver. Mike Evans obviously very good. You know they're kind of just looking for Jameis Winston to take that next step. Um, and they haven't really had a back behind him. Um, Ronald Jones he can he can catch out of the backfield. He can run out the, and be a good running back for them. Um, I think he's a really good player. I think I honestly he was one of my favorite prospects in the draft. Uh, from USC. So getting him in the second round, uh, you said um, Tampa Bay was on your winning list. Mm-hmm. They were on mine too. Because um, I think getting him is going to help that offense take the next step. And it just adds more talent and more speed with Deshaun Jackson. Um, and I think Jameis Winston, this is his year. Now he's got to show he's got the talent behind him and he's got the talent on the outside. This is your Jameis Winston's got to show if he's a real deal or not. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, I have like a couple names on here. I liked... For, like, best fits, Cortland Sutton was a big one for me mm-hmm. with the Broncos. I liked Orlando Brown, and that's kind of surprising. Yeah, I like... He had a terrible combine, but he looked amazing in Oklahoma when yeah. he was actually playing, mm-hmm. and he fell in the third round to the Ravens, which I think a right tackle was needed because I think mm-hmm. Stanley's left tackle, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, something not, like not positive on that. But, yeah, I feel like he's still a good prospect. And, I mean, third round was a big fall after his combine. It was cool because that's where his dad played. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's a good fit for him if he can kind of... And then another one I liked was Maurice Hurst. Even though he has the heart issue reportedly, 
he fell really, really far because of that. But if he ends up all right in the NFL and that heart issue isn't a big deal and he's cleared, he he could be a great pick for the Raiders because, I mean, he was a beast for Michigan. Yeah, that's why I said, you know, the Raiders had a, first, a couple of bad, you know, first round, first, second round picks. Later round, picks. got better. But, yeah, they got Arden Key, who was, again, the first round talent. They got mm-hmm. him in, like, the third round, I think, which is great. And then they got Maurice Hurst, so... Uh, so another draft day story was Eric Flowers, uh, the ninth round pick for the Giants in the 2015 draft. They tried to trade him. Ninth pick overall, not the ninth round pick. No, well, same thing. <laughs> uh, they tried to trade him during the draft. They didn't get to move him. He is, I see Giants fans complaining about him all the time. And by what they say about him, he has to be one of the worst offensive linemen in the NFL right now. Because every, every single day they're complaining about him. Uh... And now I guess they're gonna keep him, but it's tough for Eric Flowers. You know he's got to go to the Giants. He's got to go back to the Giants. He hasn't been working out with them at all during the offseason. Now he's gonna come back to a team that tried to trade him. I think they're gonna move him before camp starts. They need to. That's just a toxic situation for both the Giants and Eric Flowers. Yeah, he hasn't worked out at all. Um, as you say, he's one of the worst ones in the league. Um, so that's big. That's huge that they want to get rid of him. Um, ninth round, a hey, ninth pick overall. That's um, crazy. and especially if you're. If you're really banking on Eli staying upright, um, and you want him to, you know, because they're kind of they're really putting their marbles. They in did the get next uh, year and Solder. They did get Solder, but they need a guy on the other side, um, and they don't have that. And you know, Hernandez was a good pick, and Solder was a great um, pickup in free agency. But if you want Eli to stay upright, you want a full offensive line for him, um, and they don't have that. Um, so that's a and they banked on Eric Flowers being that, and he's not that. So that's gonna be big for them. Uh, just gonna go through this really quickly. Some of the best available players after the draft, the undrafted, which is a big, you know, big deal. You can find a lot of players who can change your franchise in the undrafted. Um, I think Damon Webb from Ohio State. That was crazy. He didn't get drafted. He was supposed to be a fourth, fifth round pick. He's one of the, I think, one of the best safety prospects out of this year's draft. Uh, and he didn't get drafted at all. He went to the Titans and the undrafted. I think Titans could use him a lot. I think he will make the team easily. Um. Then you have, you know, JT Barrett went to the uh, Saints. He had a deal with the Colts and the Saints, decided to go with the Saints. One of the most accomplished uh, college quarterbacks of all time. Um, well, he went to the Colts, right? No, they the said Saints, yeah. they, they had a deal with the Colts and the Saints. He chose the Saints. Okay. Um, Quentin Meeks, uh, corner, I forget where he was from. I forget who he signed with, too. He was a good player that got left. Uh, I'm not, I don't have a lot of these guys, but, you know, somebody's going to make a name for themselves. Uh, every year you get an undrafted guy that makes a name for himself. So we're moving to the question and answer now. we got to go through this a little bit quickly as we are pressed for time. Uh, who are some of the top prospects in next year's NFL draft? I think we all have Bosa, right? Mm-hmm. Nick yeah, Bosa. Yeah, Bosa, uh, he's great. But the quarterback that I absolutely love, and I'm, I'm already in love with him, is Drew Locke from Missouri. Um, I watched highlights on him last year. I watched a game or two with him in it. Um, and I think he's going to be awesome. He's got a deep arm. He's kind of a gunslinger. Um, watch his games. And I watched a lot of his highlights when I was watching Jermon Moore highlights um, with Missouri because we picked him. Yeah. Packers did. Uh, so I love him. You know, he's got a huge arm. And watch him this year. That's all I'm going to say. And I saw one of the stu- – I think they're the dumbest things in the world. This early mock draft in oh, 2019. Yeah. I saw him as a top, th- uh, top five pick. So watch Drew Locke from Missouri. Yeah, Bosa, I think, is going to be really good. Some prospects are saying he's better than his brother. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Packers got that two first-round picks. Yeah. <laughs> move up. Yeah, not uh, that far. Let's hope there. Uh, another question we have is, what should the Spurs do with Kawhi Leonard? 
This is a really tough situation. I think this is one of the most underrated storylines out of the NBA. I think it's overblown, though. I think it's... I think it's... Because the Saints... I mean, the Saints. The Spurs, they basically hung this guy out to dry. Their franchise cornerstone player, they, they made fun of him all year, kind of, you know, in the media a little bit. And, like, I'm quiet. I do not want to go back to the Spurs. I don't... I think... Popovich and his relationship has become strained. I don't want to go back to the Spurs at all. I think he's going to ask for a trade, and I think he should be traded. Um, if I'm the Spurs, I'm tearing this bitch down. Um, I'm kind of, I'm, you know, they're old. Lamarcus Aldridge, you know, he can barely run up the court anymore. He's really, he's an, old, he's a slower player now. And Leonard, if he doesn't want to be there, he's their franchise guy. Um, I'd get rid of him. Um, I would kind of finally tear this dynasty down. Um, it's been a great run, but they're getting old, and I think it's finally time for the Spurs to kind of knock it down. I mean, I think the situation's overblown. I'm guessing the Spurs still end up keeping mm. Leonard in, in this, like, and with their situation, but I do agree that the Spurs are getting old Pau Gasol and uh, yeah. Mark yeah, Saunders are players, and Ginobili's gonna retire soon. Should. Tony Parker, all of them. I mean, they do have promise in Dejan Murray. Yeah, yeah he's right there. Yeah, but other than that, they're pretty. Him. And you got, you know, Popovich yeah. can make something out of yeah. nothing. So he's one of the best coaches in the NBA. Uh, another team that, another NBA team that we think should rebuild is the Wizards. Should the Wizards rebuild? For me, I think they should. I think they should just tear it down. I don't think that core works. Bradley Beal. Uh, John Wall, Gortat, Oubre, these guys fight all the time, constantly. I read reports, they are always fighting in the locker room. They barely talk to each other. They just need to tear it down. They get a lot for John Wall and Bradley Beal right now. I don't know if i trade all of them. I think mm-hmm. I'd maybe keep John Wall, but I think they need to tear I, it down. I disagree because, I mean, Bradley Beal is only 24 years old. John Wall, 27, they still have prime years left, especially Bradley Beal. And Bradley Beal looks like a franchise player for sure. And we had there was a John Wall injury this season, so that obviously impacted their record. But other than that, I think the Wizards are still a team that can compete in the free agent they market. They always fight. The they're thing, always the thing fighting. about the Wizards, you said this, Brett. They're I I don't think they should because I think they're a star away. Yeah, I exactly. Think, I think the free I, agent market. Yeah, but yeah. I mean they got so much talent right now, and they can't even get out of the first round. I think they if with the talent that they had, I think they should have beaten Toronto. Uh, I disagree with that. I, I don't think so either. But like. Literally, I just think that core, that backcourt, um, you know, you mentioned Ubre and stuff like that. You know, maybe you tear it down to a degree. Keep your core there in the backcourt. They don't get, even go, like, like each other. Go get one more star. They're literally a star away, I think. But Beal and um, Wall don't like each other. Uh, I, mean, I don't know. I, that's a lot. A lot of that's people, overblown. Yeah, a lot of that stuff you just take. I don't know. I mean, you look like, I guess, you know, Kyrie and LeBron work. I don't think Kyrie and LeBron liked each other that much. And I guess that and worked. And that worked. And, you know, they won a finals together. But, I mean, it. I don't think Bradley Beal is going to want. I, it's John Wall's team. I think Bradley Beal, one of these days, is going to want to be the man somewhere. I think he's going to demand a trade, maybe. And I think you better tear it down now before, you know, it gets worse. But. Uh, speaking of worst, what are some of the worst fits for the first round draft picks? For me, I talked about it earlier. Was Rashawn Penny? Seattle's offense line not good. Running backs there do not perform well. Rashawn Penny. Uh, I had two of them. The main one for me was Taven Bryan, and then I also had Terrell Edmonds for the Steelers. I'll I'll talk about Taven Bryan for the Jags. Uh, I mean, nothing's wrong with him as a prospect. I just thought it was weird for him to go first round to the Jags, which have they have needs in other places because. He's going to be in a system behind Marcel Darius, Clay Campbell, 
uh, Ningakwe, I think is his name. Yeah. And then they also have Malik Jackson. So that is a stacked defensive front, and they just used a first-round pick on another defensive mm-hmm. player. I mean, I feel like they could have found potential in more, like, D linemen later in the draft. I could have saw them, like, trading down yeah. and getting a wide receiver. Like, yeah, possibly, possibly like that, Sutton. too, because there's a lot of wide receivers falling in the draft. So I just felt like it was it's a weird fit. It's still, like, they're stacking their D-line, but it just doesn't make much sense for the first round for me. Uh, I had Rashad Penny, too, because um, because they just don't have an offensive line, and I don't understand. I, I still don't understand why you wouldn't. They have no help for him um, in year one. Um, I didn't really hear about him a lot. Um, he's a good back, but he has no help now, and he's going to be running behind the hands-down worst offensive line in football, so that's, gonna help. that's just going to hurt him. Move now to Brett's interview. Uh, we're going to skip the Patriots because we are running with time here. So we're going to go Cavs-Raptors. What, what are your predictions for that series? Uh, I predict Cavs in six over the Raptors because we do match up better with them. Pacers were killing us with Victor Oladipo and, and like their pick and rolls with uh, Miles Turner. Kevin Love could barely guard that. But Miles Turner is a better player than Serge Ibaka and Jonas Valanciunas in mm. my opinion. And I think Kevin Love will have a way better series. Even if he's injured, that might still affect him. I think the issue with him was he just was missing his open shots. He was getting plenty of open looks through the pick and roll against the Pacers. The Pacers had so much trouble guarding that, just like we had trouble guarding theirs. And if Kevin Love's hitting his shots, I think this series ends early in five or six games. And LeBron just needs help because we're not winning a finals this year if yeah no one can produce besides um him. i think i think this i think the Cavs will win i think the raptors will take game one though i think because lebron is exhausted he's, yeah he's, i can see it too he's I mean, just like yesterday in his press conference they're like asking questions he's just like i just want to go home i'm, I'm exhausted and, yeah i think the Cavs take this too and i, I like brett's i think it's five or six raptors just don't match yeah. up well with them um, so LeBron yesterday, there was a lot of signs in Cleveland, you know, saying, don't leave, don't leave. They could, they could have had his last game with the Cavs. Uh, do you think he's going to leave next year? I, no, I see there's good reason to, but I don't think he will because other situations like with teams, like I don't see any reason for him to go to Philly or I don't see any really good reason for him to like, I don't think he'll be able to go to the Rockets with that situation. Cause it, it be hard for him and Harden mm. to play next to each other. I feel like that wouldn't be a good connection in Houston. And I just feel like these teams, like obviously they want a shot at LeBron, but I feel like it's a, just a bad year for him to be a free agent with like other team leagues yeah. and stuff. And the Warriors, no way. Like there's no, yeah, I just, oh, there's, there's articles in the past. There's no way LeBron James is going to the Golden State Warriors. And if make, he did, Adam Silver would probably have to pull a David Stern and step in and stop that shit from happening. Cause that, that would, would be like, insane. It would almost be fun to watch. I mean, you'd have, but, to, put, yeah. you'd have to put like Draymond Green at like center. Like, <laughs> well, the, I don't. It's not happening. So we no, yeah, yeah. stop talking. I, about it. <laughs> I I personally don't think he's going to leave, even if we don't make it to the finals, or even if we lose in the finals. Though. Yeah, like, I can see the argument though for him leaving, but I just I don't think there's a good fit for him like anymore as it has been in the past. Uh, so that's our show today. We want to thank you to our sponsors, D's Home Cuts and A's Lawn Service. We ask that you go onto iTunes, give us five stars, rate, review us, and subscribe. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at TNT Sports Talk 12. Listen to us on 12 Ounce from 12 to 1 tomorrow, or you can find us on The Grueling Truth. Um, we want to thank you to our guest, Brett. Thanks for coming out today. Thank you for having me. Uh, have a great day. Tune in on Thursday. Uh, do we know our guests on Thursday? No, not yet. No. All right. Well, we'll, we'll get you a guest. Uh, tomorrow, me and Sherman are take, making the trip to Akron to watch Rubber Ducks play. We are going to watch Tim Tebow play. He's in Akron right now. We're going to watch him play tomorrow with Brian Leonard. Maybe we can get Brian on. Maybe, yeah. 
that'd be good um but again that's our show we'll give you a little update on tebow what he did yesterday uh thank you have a great day thank you go packer Cavs and six